Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 630 with our review of The Lie. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Um, right now, we are talking about a film that's coming to Amazon Prime, so you'll be able to watch that for free if you have that. Um, this is part of the Welcome to the Blumhouse um, quadrilogy of films. I mean, I guess they're anthology, I guess technically is what you would have to call it since they're not technically related. Um, yeah, or buying in bulk <laughs> however you want to interpret it <laughs> yeah but basically over uh, the last weekend and this weekend um amazon and blumhouse have put together four films which are being doled out to each week and uh we thought why not dive in <laughs> to discuss and argue about those four films for you um mostly sure. The, the real the real reason I was going to push Steven into this is because they seemed very horror filmy. At least the trailer that they edited together of all four films together kind of portrayed this as sort of a horror film anthology, um, which I always love to jump at the opportunity to push Steven to watch. So, um. yep. And I'm willing to do it because I've made Chris review plenty of random slow foreign films from film festivals <laughs> over the last couple of months. <laughs> That that is definitely true. Uh, we might be talking about one of those <laughs> in a few yeah, episodes. Um, but yeah, so as we said in the last episode, we've got lots of stuff to cover, so we're just going to dive in. What do you say we get started, Stephen? Let's do it. All right, we're going to take a listen to the trailer for The Lie, and then we're going to come back and give you a review. Bet they thought they were going to get away with this, huh? Excuse me? Brittany and Kayla didn't make it to the dance camp. Didn't the school call you? I, no, Kayla's sick. I kept her home this weekend. I was sure they were doing this together. You know, they're with their secret plans. No way. What? Dad, pull over. It's Brit. What are you doing here? I'm going to that stupid ballet thing. Duh. You think I could talk to Kayla? Her dad took her to the doctor. Did she call me when she's back? Of course. <laughs> you need to tell her dad that you don't know where she is. No. Hey, what happened to your face? Looks like you got hit. Is there a bathroom nearby? Can we pull over now? I'm scared. She can't be trusted to talk to Brittany's dad. Daddy! Kayla! Get down! <gasps> Where's your friend? Oh, my God. Whatever this game is that you're playing, it's over. Where's Brittany? Get off me! Get out of here! I'm going to the police. Brittany! How do you want to do something really bad? I pushed her. <laughs> she fell. The second degree murder. There's something wrong with her. She was such a happy little girl. Okay, this friend, her father came by the house acting strange. Did Brittany ever talk about her father? She told me that he hits her. You ever lose your temper with your kid? Who told you this? Does he really hit her? No. <gasps> Guess I learned from the best. <sighs> Whatever you want to believe, 
What? Don't look at me like that. All right, so that was the trailer for The Lie. Um, it is essentially the story of a a family um, and they're on their way to a little thing and something happens that in that results in the death of a girl caused by the daughter of the family and the rest of the film is sort of them trying to navigate what to do about the fact that they are all now sort of <laughs> privy and parcel to the the event that took place and uh, how they try to cover their tracks and keep their daughter from potentially going to prison. Um, Stephen Miller, what did you think of The Lie? Um, I wish they had kept the original title, How to Ensure You Are Never Even Remotely Close to Being Able to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> every, I, I thought this movie sucked ass. I, I thought this was really, really bad. Um, I feel like no character in this movie, even for one second, does the thing that any reasonable character looking out for their self-interest would have done. I feel like it, it, it is so contrived. Like, the premise, you know, is, you know, it, it makes sense, right? Like, your, your daughter murdered someone you think accidentally do whatever you can to protect her. You know, I get it. Like, core psychological premise, have it play out, shoestring budget, probably, like, make make do with what you have. Makes sense, you know, whatever. Everyone here, like, they they just over and over again do things that had me yelling at the TV. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> Why are you saying that right now? Why are you doing this? Um, I, I thought it was, like, really oddly dramatic like i thought the dialogue was flat out bad i mean i i, I don't blame like you know sars guard or whatever like they, they get what they get but it, <laughs> it just seemed very very thin the discussions as parents are realizing what is happening and realizing the lanes they have to go to protect their daughter i thought were dumb um the film touches on subjects like self-harm in a way that I think is lazy enough to be insulting that you would bring it up if that's all you're going to do with it. Um, and characters just behave inexplicably stupidly <laughs> all the time. And this is one of those movies where for me, it was like, I know, you know, I know what kind of movie this is. So there's gotta be a big twist or something coming of like how it's going to escalate or what is going to happen. And I was just angry waiting for it because I was like, the only reason you made this movie <laughs> is to do whatever you're going to do at the end and it won't be worth it. And it, it wasn't worth it. Um, the, the only really good thing I can say about this movie is eggs with jalapenos and Gouda sounds good. <laughs> like I, I, w I wouldn't mind making that, but otherwise, you no, know, I was, uh, I, w I was really not high on this movie. <laughs> Um, I definitely thought this was a pretty weak film. I think I I didn't think it was as disastrous as you did. Um, not to say that it's good by any means. What I would say is um, if you want this genre of film, but stretched out a little bit and made way better, I would say go watch Defending Jacob on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, it's, a, it's a series, which is a similar premise, um, except for there's a very public murder in the town and people begin to suspect that it's Chris Evans' son. Um, and he I, is I'm more of a, a team Edward guy myself. But, <laughs> um, but he's basically playing a... 
he was like the main um, district attorney or something. And then he obviously has to like be let go while his son's under investigation. And it, and it's, it also deals with like the lengths to which your family, a family would go to try to protect uh, a child. Um, but in that show, we as the audience don't know whether or not the kid did it. And that's really the driving force um, of that story. This is a much different kind of beast where it's like, oh yeah, this kid um, definitely pushed this girl <laughs> off of a bridge and she's probably dead now. Um, so we don't know where the body is. So let's just run and pretend like nothing happened. And I think that, I, I think that in all the pivotal scenes, there is not a steady progression to where they arrive at. Like um, the father character goes from like rushing and tripping in a river as he's looking for the body to, uh, well, we'll just cover it up and go home. Everything's cool now. Right. And, and I think that there's not a, they don't spend enough time with dealing with what the situation is. But I think that there are moments that I, kind of enjoyed like watching him navigate how to try to tell the wife and, and then her having to find out from the daughter and then coming out it's, it's, I, I think there's an interesting dynamic with the fact that there are parents who are estranged who are both seeing other people that's another problem with the film is they're both semi-living with somebody else at least the person seems to sleep over a lot and then now they're just like oh everything's cool but for reasons i can't tell you my ex-husband has to now stay at my house for a little while and also we're not going to see each other for a couple of weeks like there there's no mm -hmm. it seems like there's a really easy way where this could spiral further outside of the triangle of the, of, of the mother father daughter um and i think that this film not squanders but like misses out on an opportunity to really spiral out of control and instead it's really just the 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 actions upon people start to get higher and higher and higher. I, I, I like the sort of, I like the existence of the other character who has introduced things. Like I, I liked his presence in the story, the way that sort of plays out, maybe not as much like, um, but yeah, I think, I think there was enough there to, that this could have turned into a really interesting film, but I think it was trying to be more clever than it needed to be. And the result of it was, not being that clever <laughs> and i think that you know I, I i joked in our last review um about films directly showing you some things that are not true <laughs> as a way to like misdirect you from things that may appear later and i just i found that kind of annoying in this film yeah. and i i hated the ending like i i like the spirit of the ending right like I like, 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 were you not bracing for the spirit of the ending? I feel like I, I was like, okay, there's only like one thing this movie could be doing. Oh no. I, I mean, I mean, from the standpoint of after that is revealed. Oh, you mean like the emotional, the, the ending. literal ending. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the, the auditory cue and the, what you're actually visually watching. I thought that worked. Um, but mm. the problem is that it wasn't a, through line to like I, I don't know there's obviously you just don't have kids steven <laughs> yeah i know i'm not i'm not i'm not fit to review this movie um, <laughs> also for the record i don't have kids either <laughs> yeah it's just there's just so much that is 
like I think the dynamic between all the characters is just flimsy, doesn't work. Like I did not like the the actress who played the daughter at all. Like I'm sorry again, I don't know that it's her fault any more than I blame like Peter Sarsgaard, but it that like everything is just weird from the moment it begins. Like every dynamic is off, everything feels telegraphed in a way that is wrong. Side characters to me were kind of like comically ridiculous like i don't know how detectives work after watching this movie (laughs) because the conversations that happen here there's the sidekick who basically is bad cop like that must be his job description is i am bad cop like i yell like hey what are you indian arab or what when when i'm interrogating people um and then there's like empathetic lady obviously steven he was trying to provoke him to see if he gets physical when he's agitated (laughs) <laughs> and there, there's also empathetic lady cop who is like Willem Dafoe in Boondock Saints where she just like sees a snowy area and is like, <laughs> it all makes sense, even though I don't have a body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it was just weird. I don't know why it annoyed me as much as it did. It just like, it really got on my nerves. It felt very, very lazy to me. And the things, when this movie decides to reach for greater heights of maybe height is the wrong word when they dig themselves deeper into a hole i i was like actually angry at the movie with everything that they were having the mother and father character do it it just seemed like like what did you think was gonna happen (laughs) just just one of those things involve actually digging a hole (laughs) yeah yeah exactly like how was this your plan (laughs) yeah it was pretty it was pretty bad (laughs) Mm. But yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I think that there are, you could, like, I think you could edit together a trailer from the actual content of this film and make something that looks compelling that, like, you might want to mm-hmm. see. Like, I, I think that there, there are definitely moments of, I definitely won't say brilliance, but I think there's, there are moments of like, oh yeah, cool. This is like, like, I'm with this. So like, let's see where this is going. Um, but, and then there's also times where you're just like, this is, this is a little silly. Yep. Now, did you know that this was a gala premiere at TIFF two years ago? I, <laughs> I feel did like that not just couldn't that. have gone well. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's probably then about time to get to Vernix, Stephen. So if you're going to give us a must see, record with the caveat, wait for until, pass with the caveat, or a must avoid, what would you give it? I haven't done this in a while, but I'm going all the way to must avoid. <laughs> this movie oh, just dang. made me... I was angry while I watched it. I was angry that I watched it. I was wishing I was watching a horror movie that would give me nightmares. <laughs> because <laughs> this movie like just annoyed me too much. Like it, At least making me scared would do something. And this didn't feel like it did anything. Yikes. Um, I am going to bump this up to a pass with the caveat. Um, I think that... Uh, you know, like the caveat is if you want to watch this anthology, you might as well watch it. And also, I mean, I, I text Steven when I had finished this film. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming that the Welcome to the Blum House is some sort of double entendre where the Blum House is actually this anthology and all of the stories will relate to families and the lengths that parents will go um, to protect them or to do something related to them. Um, so... If you're going to somehow listen to this before you watch the rest of the films, 
it, it there, there's a fun little caveat for you. You could play the game of trying to figure out if this rings true for all four films. Um, yeah. Spoilers, it rings true for two of them. All right. So that is going to bring us to the end of our review of The Lie. Stephen Miller, people want to find you throughout the week. Where can they do that? Uh, people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavemiller or sdavemiller.com. People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want it on the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning, Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning, or Instagram.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to The Lie, so hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, Yeah, we're going to take off, and we have another Blumhouse film to review, and that is The Black Box, so we'll see you in that review. Bye. Bye. Bye.